Yo, what's good with everybody, man? It's your boy Red Dragon here with another motherfucking podcast. Raw, uncut, all that shit. Once again, if you got this um, on whatever app that you're using to listen to this to or whatever, if you got a rating system on that app, please give me five stars. If you own that motherfucking iTunes, I don't know what it is on Spotify, but if they let you rate this shit on Spotify, rate my ish on Spotify. Now today this podcast, man, this is this another deep one, another personal one. Um, it goes in a little bit more into my life, and so y'all can get to understand me a little better, as well as some of y'all might share the same stories, or some of y'all might share the same qualities. I'm gonna say of this uh, podcast, man. Uh, lastly, I want to say, man, if y'all on Twitch, if you watch, I mean, I was about to say, if you watching this from Twitch. If y'all are coming in from Twitch, listening to this from Twitch, I appreciate it. Um, And if y'all are, you know, simply listeners that's, you know, here, y'all don't know nothing about Twitch. That's where I'm at right now at the moment. But I ain't going to speak too much on that because that's gaming. So, yeah, without further ado, okay, let me do my last shout outs. Let me shout out to, once again, everybody where they listening to this at from what I'm seeing is uh, Ohio, um, California, New York. Yeah, all that, man. So, shout out to y'all for, you know, for listening to this, where y'all at. I was going to do cities, but I'm like, I don't think I should do cities just yet. So, I'm going to wait till I get a little bit more analytics on that. So, without further ado, let's hop straight into this podcast, man. So, starting off, man, um, technically if you ain't read the title master you know the red dragon fight club what do i mean by that for everybody don't know i am uh, i'm a fighter uh, and not just like a, a, a the type of fighter that you might think like some troublemaking dude to go around just trying to fight people i deal with those types growing up and um i have became one of them people that you know just you know i fuck people up but it's not to say like in a boastful way it's just that's just facts um and then i'll share some of my i guess my trials as well because you know everything ain't all good everything ain't all glory but um to me it is though but you know just to everybody else i know people would rather try to you know they want to hear some shit that fucked you up before you raise yourself up they'd rather see you put yourself down before you raise yourself up so with that being on the table um yeah we just gonna hop straight into it though so we gotta go all the way back man i'm probably like um this is what first or second grade most likely first grade um i'm walking home um this is my first fight walking home was dealing with some you know some little kids you know how kids is man they be trying to be bullies and all that um new at the school pretty new at the school whatever and yeah man they thought they was gonna try to pull a fast one on your boy on the young dragon and this happened in the alley, which is kind of funny because they always say, you know, grimy fights go down in the alleys. But this is like, uh, you know, it's after school. So it's literally like three o'clock uh, and you be walking home. It's used like a big group of kids and it was, uh, it was three of them total. But, you know, they had their other little friends, you know, that just want to hype them up. And they thought shit was sweet because in school we all was getting a draw shit that we like. And uh, if y'all listen to my Origins, Origins of the Red Dragon, that podcast, y'all listen to that. 
you already know that I like I had a love for animals, all that kind of stuff. So long story short, they want to try to make fun of my little picture that I drew. That's how it started. You know, once again, that's how I started. This is first grade, so don't forget that. Uh yeah, they try to, you know, yeah, it's talking about the picture or whatever. You know, I'm saying stuff back, they saying stuff, and as I'm going home, I guess one of them decides to try to pick a stick up and try to hit me with it. I run off, they start throwing rocks. It was like rocks in the alley. So they started throwing rocks. And I had got all the way home. And uh, once I got home, I ain't going to the house. My uh, older brothers, they were sitting on the back porch. And I ran on the back porch and they had like, no, man, you better, uh, you know, you better go handle that type shit. So I turned around, ran back down into the alley. And it's literally in the alley. Uh, you got the, we got the, technically got into the fight. And sure enough, I don't know what it is. And this is not a hype up. This is nothing. I, I fucked all three of them up badly. Now, the thing is, because once I start getting into this, y'all probably will most likely understand. I was a very hyper kid, real hyper, uh, real active, real just, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all know that kid when you see one. Mo, he doing everything, jumping, bouncing off the walls. I was that type of mo. You know, I was just everywhere. So, um, long story short, that you know, whooped them, fucked them up, and they actually started running. And then I kind of want to smoke with them, like I say, probably like every other day. But then they trying to turn it into a friend thing. I don't know what it is when you a kid and you fight motherfuckers. They try to be your friend. Um, yeah. So I do got a fight prior to that, but I really don't like counting it as a fight because it's like kindergarten. And it was just like, uh, long story short, that one, it was just, we was, it was another walking home scenario. It was actually my little best friend. I remember everything. He was my best friend in kindergarten. Then some other kids, whatever reason, hyped him up. You know, he tried to put on a little show, and then he wind up like, he pushed me. You know, it started off with pushing, then we got to swinging. And that little scuffle just ended like, it was like a little mutual scuffle. Um, really wasn't no punches thrown for real. It was just like pushing and, and throwing each other around and shit. That's all it was. But I really don't like to count that one because it was just like whatever. And he like, oh, we best friend. He tried, you know, say that line. And yeah, but um, my real fight with that, that was that first grade. Walking home on the north side, man. That's that's where it started. And ever since I fucked them up, I actually liked it. I was, I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I f no, I just put hands down. So fast forward just a little bit, you know, still in that time frame, second grade coming up, third grade coming up, and uh, everybody knew me I had a temper problem. So with that being, you know, I, I get mad real easy, but over, only over certain shit, though. Back then, I just didn't like, to me, it was a form of disrespect. If you disrespected the planet, if you disrespected the earth, if you was littering, I ain't get mad over people that litter. I try to blame like, hey, you shouldn't litter and shit like that. But when you did shit to animals, I just felt like that was weak, you know, and mixed that with a temper problem where if you did anything to me, it was just it was just on and popping. If you push push me, you try to talk about me, anything like that. It was just like, hey, shit, we can get these hands. That, that that's the main result I was resorting to every trip with every situation. It was anybody can get it, you know, cousins, family members, anybody could get it. You know, once again, this is third grade, so around um, second and third grade, it's like both of those times where you kind of you don't figure yourself out, but you start to get that 
understanding that this is how shit going how you gonna rock with shit <laughs> going on up from here you know so uh yeah that's what it was man I had a bad bad temper problem used to get so mad that that goddamn veins would start popping on my neck like and i remember this shit real real like in detail so i can remember this shit real detail so yeah with that found out that's what that was in the third grade we'd be on the playground and now i'm like you know it's almost like a challenge of strength like because i had a look so my love for animals you know i watched all animal documentaries and once again this is that third grade phase um i had this thing where i started to want to be like animal like but i just want to have a strength i like how they live i like how they did shit I like how they was able to, you know, kill stuff with they, like, with their own anatomy without using weapons. And I, I like, and that's crazy because I literally realized that from a young age. Used to keep a lot of pets. Well, not a lot at a, at the same time, but I kept a pet after pet after pet. Usually hamsters and shit like that. So, um, but yeah, though, I just like how they lived. Watching all the animal documentaries. So I was really inspired. So I always try to do everything like an animal and try not to run out of energy and all that. Like, even if I was tired, I'd feel like I would. I could just keep going because I feel like I should be almost taking like superhuman in the human stance, but I wasn't thinking of it that way. It was just more like I just want that strength. I want that power. So, yeah, I get on the playground third grade. Uh, it was a group of kids in there. I'll never forget, you know, I had a friend up in there. It's like I had, like, you know, a friend everywhere I went during elementary. And it was just like... What I started to really find out was it's, it's going against the odds where you outnumbered. Because that's what I really started to deal with. So technically ever since from the first fight all the way on up, I always dealt with being outnumbered. Even if we had you know, extra niggas on my side to fight, it was always more of them than it was of us. But this particular time, I can remember this shit real deep. The dude I was friends with, like, we was cool and everything. We, you know, talked about everything, but... He really wasn't, he wasn't like no, he wasn't like a hyper kid for one. For two, you could, he just didn't have a violent bone in his body. He was just like, he just wasn't cut for that shit. <laughs> he just wasn't cut. And when motherfuckers got to talking or try to come up to us on the playground, because this one recess was a thing, probably ain't shit now in this day and age. But back then it was a thing in a 15 minute recess. That was like the yard at the goddamn penitentiary. Now, I ain't never been there to, uh, to the penitentiary, nothing like that, but that's just, you know, for movies and shit, that's just kind of what I want to relate it to. That's literally what it was. In class, motherfuckers ain't say nothing to these people. They ain't say nothing to us. Lunch, they ain't sit by them. They ain't sit by us, but come on that goddamn field uh, uh, recess. You know, motherfuckers get to, got to coming around like shit was sweet. And I'll never forget this shit started because. It always start with motherfuckers trying to bully or motherfuckers thinking they about to overpower some shit. Because that's when I had to have my, um, I had, I had this thing where I had to make these decisions. Even though I wanted to do the, the evil shit, I knew it wasn't the right shit to do. And I knew how I was being raised and I wasn't supposed to do it. So I had to make that decision right there. Like, should I do this shit or should I not? But yeah, back to the story though. We on the swings. Um, these are like it was probably like literally like like five or six boys. You know they come over, they push my homeboy off the swing. Now once again he he not he not cut like that. 
you know and that's what it was and they wind up trying to ask me why you hanging out with this dude this and this and that? i'm like you know you my friend this and this and that you know all that kind of little stuff and um <laughs> yeah i get off the swing and i'm like hey man why y'all pushing this and that and all that other stuff and then they're like oh we you know we'll push you too or whatever and he said some little stuff and the main thing i remember is i never forget because i had got suspended for this shit his dude name was daniel <laughs> dude name was daniel he tried to come push me he went to put both of his hands out and uh you know push me from the chest and right then and there it's like some instance just kicked in this how i knew i was just like a natural i guess initiate or a, nat- a natural finisher when it came to violence he went to push me i grabbed both of him i grabbed you know both of his wrists and i just literally like flung him slammed him then his other friend started running up i was doing the same shit. i was just literally slamming niggas on a goddamn recess and it's not like i said i'm not making shit up at this point in time it just wasn't fucking with me. I was literally slamming motherfuckers left and right. And I and the reason why I never forget this because on the um suspension paper they used to say what you was doing. So when the teacher or whatever, you know, came over and I had got suspended and uh, my dad had to come get me, they had on the uh paper he was whipping boys at recess, but not whipping like punching, you know, it's like a you know, like how you might whip something across the room type of shit that's how that that's just like the i guess the language they're trying to use so yeah whipping boys across the you know during a uh, recess or whatever so uh, my dad had talked to me he asked what happened i just told him everything now my dad he, he was real keen on he'll whoop your ass if he felt like he was out of line but i ain't get a whooping for that i don't know if he just didn't you know he just let it slide he didn't care or whatever but uh yeah but that moment i know i ain't get disciplined so but yeah, you know, my mom, everybody, I already knew what the deal was. By the time I get home, family already knew, like, that's just me. You know, that's just real drag. You know, it's, it's going to be a problem if if whatever, you know, some shit wind up happening. So, you know, we can fast forward a little bit. Cause that's technically through my whole elementary. I get into it, motherfuckers, then it'll be motherfuckers try to be my friend. Or motherfuckers start off with my friend and I just wind up not liking them because they doing certain shit. And that's when I had to start making this decision. It's like Bible life or how the way I want to do shit. And that's that was where I was torn. That's why I couldn't do what everybody else was doing. Because I didn't I, I naturally just didn't feel like if it wasn't right, I shouldn't be doing it. So fast forward up, this is fourth grade, fifth grade, um, same shit, sixth grade. Sixth grade is when I feel like I got my most that's probably where my most that this is where all the fight like really start to ramp up and um i just knew that's what i like so now it came to a point because you know sixth grade you kind of really this is where you really starting to like realize everything you kind of notice everything and um you can like i was good at starting to read people and the main thing was for me it was just like i didn't care to be nobody friend and then People try to give me the rank, you know, trying to be like class clown because we'll be doing funny shit and you see somebody else across the room doing goofy shit and you do goofy shit. And, then, you know, you're just basically interrupting the class uh, in certain ways. But see, my main thing is now I would never try to do it when the actual teacher was there and now I do it behind their back. I was never stupid to be in their face doing shit. The substitute teachers, it was straight clown mode. The whole class, you know, the whole class usually try to clown, but for the most case, from what I remember, um, 
it's just me and this other dude, you know, doing class clown shit, making stupid noises, making motherfuckers laugh, um, you know, doing the spitball, you know, all the little cliche shit you might think. So he's doing all that little stuff. And for whatever reason, this is the last part I can remember about having a, a recess. Like sixth grade, we are still getting fucking recess. Went out on recess or whatever. And I started getting into it with the, you know, with a couple other boys. That wasn't even our class, though. Because everybody else in our class was cool. But it was like, because uh, I don't know, like, how what y'all experience was. But um, in my experience, elementary is always like, Whatever hall you want, everybody in every class, like, just know who from what class. It's almost like a game. That's what it shit started to feel like. It's like, hey, man, you from Mr. So-and-so class. And you from Mr. Mrs. So-and-so class. That's what it was. But then we, it's like, you know, the group of teachers all take their kids out at the same time. And all the classes mingle. So, once again, it's like back on the goddamn yard. Penitentiary status. Uh, niggas out there playing, doing shit. All that stuff in the dirt. Sure enough, you got motherfuckers come over from. I don't remember the no teacher uh, name. I remember a couple of teachers, but uh, from this particular school, I ain't remember them. But yeah, they just came over talking about some. Hey man, y'all from you know this and this class, and I bet we we can beat y'all in basketball. All this kind of stuff. Cause it start off like that. It start off like a. It don't you know back then. It wasn't no like it motherfuckers coming up inf- instantly beefing unless they what what we was called cracking on you. I think y'all call you know this day and age call it roasting. But back then, motherfuckers say you're getting cracked on, all that kind of shit. Or I'm about to light you up like a Christmas tree, all that kind of shit. So, um, yeah, that's, that type of stuff would happen. Start off with a basketball game. Then motherfuckers start cracking on each other. <laughs> and that's what it was. And then, you know, our class would try to crack on, you know, the people from their class and, you know, vice versa. And then somewhere shit just hit a twist. And shit just gets serious where somebody think they're going to be putting their hands on people. Now... I was never one to start shit, and I was never one to to run from shit either, though. And the main thing was, I did have a problem trying to defend motherfuckers that I probably shouldn't even try to even help in the first place. But I ain't gonna lie, I just knew at that age, I was smoke ready. I did want to smoke. I don't know what it was, but I felt like as long as I didn't start it, that was a story I can tell my parents, like, I ain't started. I was just finishing you know, even if a nigga ain't say the full story, like, hey, I did jump in, you know, so-and-so, because so-and-so my friend. Because I still knew they were like, well, they, it wasn't happening to you. You should have let that happen to so-and-so. But see, that's right there. I already know I had honor anyway. I'm not going to let a motherfucker I'm cool with go through some goddamn trials by their damn self. Now, it was a couple times niggas in pool try to try shit on me, but it, it's like real cut short. Because even though I was never good at cracking on nobody, but it was like an instant. Nigga, we can throw the hands type shit. That's what it was instantly. Or I'll beat you up. And most things motherfuckers say, oh, you mad? Then they won't, they won't say shit else. But I'm like, you keep talking. We, we can we can get it. You know, back then it was called scrapping, bumping, all that kind of shit. But, um, yeah, though, it was like, yeah, we can, you know, we can, you know, we can scrap, you know, keep talking, da, da, da. And then that's how it be. But, yeah, in that particular moment, um, sixth grade like that, it was just, it was just a no-go. So then we went to, uh, it was like a new school that came. I don't want to call it a charter school, but the school was, I guess, it's supposed to be more educated or whatever. And then you had to get on the list to get in this school. I'll never forget it was called Grove Patterson Academy. <laughs> and uh, you had to wear a uniform. 
it was like a, I think it was started off private, but then it went public. Some shit like that. Or it was started off public, but it had like private type of settings. Like it was during like a, it was like a real, it was like some shit you might see in England. Because they had two different sides of the school where you had Spanish and you had French. And we was on the Spanish side. So I went there with my, uh, my other two siblings. <laughs> siblings. And um, yeah, we, we was on the Spanish side. And then, no, me and my brother was on the Spanish side. I think my sister was on the, the oh, it's German. I keep thinking it's French. It's German. It's German, though. Because I remember, I remember her down there almost everybody named there, except for the principal. I just remember she looked like an old-ass witch, though. Like, literally. But, um, yeah, I was in the class. My teacher name was Mr. Kyle. <laughs> my brother, uh, teacher name, her name was Miss Sadler. And our, um... <laughs> the Spanish teacher that had come around for the you know for the whole side is her name was Senora Winnie. I just it's like those names just stick in my head. But you know, long story short, I guess we got up in there, got on the list, got in there. You know, after we got approved, cause they was just trying something new. It was a extended hours where regular school was like from I think it was like you know the class started like eight o'clock to three. This shit was going from eight o'clock to four o'clock. So. That was like, I dreaded that. Cause I'm like, I want to go to this shit. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, nigga had to put the uniform on. It was a white, white shirt with brown tacky pants or whatever khaki pants. I want to say tacky, but it's khaki. You know, brown khaki pants with a white shirt, buttoned up. Like it was like a polo, <laughs> little polo and shit. So yeah, he went there, and that's where I started making like being a class clown or being somebody that's willing to throw hands that's where motherfuckers started i feel like gravitated towards me and really was like trying to be my friends which i grew up and started knowing some of them people to this day but that's where like everything really started because like in mid i just got switched over so we well we all got switched over like you know in the middle of like about to have that transfer from elementary to junior high so yeah man wind up doing that got over there made a couple friends and uh, started making like real enemies, enemies that I have going into junior high. And we was over there and, you know, and then at this point I was like low key started doing like the cracking shit. I was starting getting good with it because I started lighting motherfuckers up. And uh, especially people that I felt like was bullies because those were like my main targets, which hence I feel like that's something with my spirit. Like I want to go for whoever think that they strong, whoever think that they running shit. That's the motherfucker who I want. That's the motherfucker who I want to try to, you know, I'm going to try to dethrone him. I ain't never want to go for nobody weak. But um, I'll say that for another time because I feel like that got something to do with my, like, teachings and what, like, my philosophies. But, yeah, you know, fast forward on up to this, like, 7th to 8th grade. Because now I start talking, I'm, like, talking about school more than fighting. But that's where a lot of this shit was, was stemming from. But um, around, like, 7th and 8th grade... I was really started like influenced by my video games to the point where I, I liked it what I was seeing on screen like fighting wise and I was like really like and this this is the point where I was like I just knew I was sold I was sold for the violence I wanted to smoke I wasn't making no decisions between what was right and wrong it was just if I felt like the shit was right then it was right and if I felt like, you know, trying to fuck you up, now I'm fucking you up. It wasn't no second guessing. Because after elementary, I just got out of all that second. Everything I was doing there, I ain't had to do none of that. It was like autopilot for me. 
I just knew if it was motherfucking disrespect me, they getting the smoke, period. So, we all got influenced by the video games. And I liked the fact of seeing a character on the screen that can kill or, you know, beat up everybody that's coming at them. I liked it that, you know, that image that was said. So, I got into working out, all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to get some muscles, gaining weight. Um, then, you know, obviously gang banging, growing up around gang related area that's that's another thing but that's a whole nother podcast running around that kind of shit it was just like all the shit you need if you want to you know if you want to fight then that i was around all that so uh yeah learned about the god of war game called god of war came out that's where i really started getting into greek mythology and the symbolism because around 12 or 13 i really got into dragon lord that's where the red dragon and all that shit came out I really started liking um, the lore around that. You know, I kind of started calling myself that and everything. But, you know, obviously, you know, going in junior high and shit like that, it was just like a different thing. It got like more, I'm going to say, it was just more, everything kind of came in at the, at once. The red dragon shit, the, the, the love of fighting, all that. So, yeah, I uh, started learning about the God of War, Greek mythology found out what you know everything that was happening with that then the game called god of war came out which obviously it ain't like the shit you learn in regular greek mythology it's about somebody called kratos all that which is um technically zeus half son all this shit and your long story short with that y'all play god of war, y'all know what it is but he go he go and kill the actual real god of war which is Ares. well what everybody else know he masters Ares. he actually grew up to go kill him for doing the fucked up foul ass shit by uh, killing his daughter and his wife By having Kratos kill his daughter and his wife And then putting the ashes on him Because he felt like it would make Kratos uh, A stronger warrior Or a better warrior Because then he won't have to worry about His his wife and his kid Like can't nobody hold leverage over Kratos That's why Ares tricked him into doing that He made his wife and his um, daughter Look like the enemies that they was going to kill and fight and uh, yeah, you wind up doing that. So when I learned about that, long story short, just the imagery of uh, Kratos on screen, got super deep into that. Like Kratos' reason why I just like I just want to look like him, get you know stocky like him. You know, Mortal Kombat was a thing too, and I was in a Baraka. I still am to this day. Baraka, you know, Sub Zero them, and it was just like being like they got a strong look. You know, even though people like Raid and all that kind of shit, you know, was like high tier characters. I didn't like. I didn't care because they just looked it weak. I just liked it what was looking strong, you know. Baraka and all them, they had that look like, nigga, we'd beat your ass. <laughs> That's what it was. So, but yeah, I got into that, um, and that was really influenced to make me feel like. That's why I'm always outnumbered because they always gonna try to jump a motherfucker that they see as strong. They always gonna try to jump somebody that they see. That's willing to get down with whoever and how many motherfuckers on the scene and ain't turn they back from shit. And I felt like that's why I was relating myself to. I'm like, well, I've been living that shit since I was in elementary. You know, and now in junior high when shit different, I was already used to that feeling where I feel like everybody else get to junior high, they start fighting, and then they start getting their first couple multiple opponents. And that's where motherfuckers get scared. Because so many people I think they used to grow up fighting one motherfucker, and that's it. I grew up fighting 
uh, right off the bat, three niggas off rip. And then every every time it was a goddamn uh, recess session, it was five to six motherfuckers off rip. So that feeling ain't never leave me. So getting in junior high, when you get the gang banging and you getting outnumbered and it's like three and four motherfuckers, that shit ain't feel like nothing. That feel that shit feel regular to me. That's that's why I feel like that shit ain't deter me. Who knows? Maybe I would have got a little shook up if if only thing I was ever used to was fighting one motherfucker. But I've been used to fighting multiples. Like that wasn't shit. And not only that, it made me feel stronger. Like it's to a point where I, I want you to jump in, nigga. Don't let me just slump your nigga. I hope you jump in, cause that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> and that's how I knew I had to have a power too to deal with whoever I'm whooping on. I gotta deal with these niggas quick. Can't be no weak motherfucker punching out one dude. Then you got multiples. Cause now you really gonna be fucked up. But yeah, man, got into that that imagery on screen. Seeing uh, multiples get beat on or killed or whatever, that that would really drove me to be like, Brian running. Shit, I'm gonna do this shit like Kratos did it, you know? Or back then, they, you know, Mirror went all that kind of shit. I can name all these games, but I ain't because y'all might not even be gamers that's listening to this. But there's so many games where I was playing, like, just multiple people on screen, you just fucking slaying the fuck out of them because you that strong. And that's the image I had in my head when I started to come across all these multiples so all this is happening at the same time my teen years like i said um between um seventh and eighth grade so then i started learning about fighting styles you know jujitsu all that muay thai kickboxing uh, everything just you know boxing in general and it was, I was, you know, it's a normal thing for black niggas to grow up. They just want to box. That was their thing. Like, it was just, boxing is a thing in a black community. And I think that's just obvious. You know, if you talk to any black motherfucker, you ain't, the mo- the first thing you hear them talk about is just boxing. You ain't going to hear them talk about a lot of other fighting styles. But uh, me and my me and my best friend, Tony, we was really, this is where the, the fight club shit come in at. Because we was really, you know, into like just learning all these different styles we just watching bruce lee and i know everybody you know you know everybody gonna know who he is and that pretty much people probably was probably waiting on like yeah i know bruce lee you know i had to watch bruce lee yeah but uh i like the bruce lee philosophies and i like the his imagery he put on screen too but what sold me what really did sold me into like a fighting style was tony ja and I know a lot of people probably don't even know who that is. They probably like, well, who, who the fuck is that? This is how you know I'm dead square ass serious. Because this is why I got into Muay Thai deep. It was Tony Ja Because he was a um, like an indie film, uh, indie film uh, maker or whatever. But he was a, a deep in the Muay Thai. Um, I ain't going to go into his all history. But long story short, you know, just look into it. He made a movie called Unbok, all that. And we were just like watching shit like that. We buy the movies, whether it's Bruce Lee, Tony Ja, watch that shit on repeat over and over. It was to the point where I mean, I was at my best friend's house. We'd be, you know, training and shit like that before we go to sleep when we wake up. Like, and I'm saying literal. This is literal. Go to sleep, training, working out, wait, niggas waking up, nigga, 10 a.m., 11 o'clock, nigga, straight back to, you know, working out. And then we really up here, you know, trying to learn the Muay Thai, which is the elbows, hands, feet, knees, we doing all this shit. So we, you know, we just self, you know, self-teaching ourselves right now. We just getting into all this kind of, you know, all this kind of stuff and really learning how to throw a real punch. 
And this is why I feel like this is what made me lethal. Understand, this is back in eighth and between seventh and eighth grade. We, this is what we, what I'm doing. So, yeah, we doing all this, you know, training and you know, but gang banging. That's and like I said, I, I ain't gang banging, but you know, being around people that did. It helped me get in enough fights where I can test this shit out on niggas. I can test something out on motherfuckers, you know. And it was just like a a, a, a love for Muay Thai really came deep over me once we started buying like little shit. And this one, you know, we ain't had no job. Obviously, we getting allowance money. This is like literally motherfuckers saving up months. Motherfucker like twenty dollars here, thirty dollars here. Niggas holding on to that just to buy fighting equipment like um punching bag like that was like our biggest accomplishment like we, we was just like super happy super whatever we got that down punching bag but um yeah we buying shit like you know hand wraps weights all that you know little shit of course we ain't buying no like no gym type shit but we buying little shit that we thought was gonna help you know a little dumbbell here and there type thing you know you know doing push-ups and we found out about the pull-ups this is me going into ninth grade now so uh, going into high school was really like just deep in and like really putting on some muscle, working out, all that. It was just like a thing. Shit was just coming natural. And then learning punches and kicks. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, I just got super deep in the Muay Thai though. So deep that I want to I wanna really make sure I get to the part where we putting this shit out on niggas. Like shit was real. So... Yeah, uh, then I started getting into multiple street fights. That was a thing. Like, it was just, like, normal. Like, my bros got into it. Niggas was calling me, hey, bro, getting in this, that, and the third. And then I'll pull up on the scene, and I'll be front line right there with them. You know? And that's just with them. Now, solo, it's almost like I carry myself a little different solo because... It's almost like anything I was just triggering for that fight. So I ain't give a fuck if it was the smallest shit. Like, I want to test these. I Like, I just want to test these goddamn moves. So, um, I got into a fight uh, in the eighth grade in junior high. And we was in the bathroom. And it started off because dude, somebody wanted to spar. And he had punched me for real. And I felt like that was dishonorable. I feel like that would happen to Bruce Lee. When Bruce Lee went and fought the top, uh, the top down, the top down, uh, fucking, you know, the other fighting instructors or whatever, because they they wanted to battle him to stop, to stop him from teaching, and then after he beat the dude, the dude still kicked him in his damn back and broke his spine. But yeah, you know, long story short, he got in the bathroom. This is um, junior high. Once again, this shit sound like jail. Got in the goddamn bathroom. And we had a look, a little audience actually came in there. It's like two girls even try to come in there because after they found out it was actually going down, that bitch, like literally, motherfuckers was piling up in that. It was the boys' bathroom. Motherfuckers was coming in there. It was like two girls that managed to actually get in there. Uh, but yeah, dude, somebody want to, you know, he just wanted to spar a little bit. But he seen like a little crowd because, you know, a couple of his people was there, a couple of my people was there. We just sitting there and we just like shadow boxing. This is what it's called shadow boxing. I don't know what the fuck it's called now. Y'all probably call it, I think they call it slap boxing now, but we were just shadow boxing, you know, where you really don't punch nobody. You just kind of like, look, see, I could have got you right there. So I'm under impression that's what we doing. And this nigga really stole me. So I'm like, damn, bro, you just stole me here. Like, oh, my bad, I slipped. 
I was like, all right. But I was I was really internally heated. But see, I was a man. I'm still a man of honor. So I'm like, all right, maybe he did. Once he did it again, I'm like, I knew it wasn't no slip. And I looked at him. And he tried to laugh a little bit. And I piped him right in this shit. Like, bitch, you got me fucked up. So once I did that, he like, oh, shit, what's going on? And I just said, no, nigga, you hit me, bro. And I was on him. I was on him, we just, you know, scuffling. And uh, I had wind up slipping on the water. And right when I was getting up, this nigga managed to kick me two times in my face. Like, um, not like I wasn't laid on my back, nothing like that. I was literally like mid getting up. I had to show y'all, like, y'all know, y'all just had to visualize somebody literally like just getting up from off the ground. Uh, hands, like you on your hands and your feet. Not hands and knees, like let's think of like how if you like was like about to leap like a frog. Just think like from that position. I was getting up from that position. Like I'm about to actually fucking leap like a frog or walk like a damn dog on my hands and my feet. I'm getting up like that. And you know, he gave me two stumps to the face and and I still got up. I'm like, damn, you can't put me down from that, bro. And then I just started cracking this shit. And everybody, oh, 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 oh all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh then we ran out. We ran out the bathroom. Like this is it's wild because People like, hey man, I think the uh, principal coming. Then we just got out of there, and we ain't never get caught for that. Like they was, cause there was so many kids piled up at that door. We ain't never get caught for that shit. But long story short, I got home that day, and I had a, a mouse under my eye, and that's what it's called when you get like a lump. That's what it's called in MMA. You get a mouse. They call it a mouse. But uh, yeah, I had a lump under my um, left cheek on my eye, and my dad was like. Um, damn what happened to you Somebody hit you with a pipe or something I was like no I fell <laughs> He was like he just instantly knew Like man no yeah, you ain't fall man He's like man you got in the fight huh? I said yeah Or that he like did he hit you with a pipe or something I was like no he hit me with nothing I said he kicked me two times when I was getting up And then he like oh okay and Then he like yeah what, what, so what happened I was explaining all the details I'm like yeah he did it but he did it like on some dishonorable shit Cause I'm like if I would have known we really throwing hands for real I, I would have been all over that so, yeah, to move on, man, like, I had so many of those type of fights going on, you know, and that was, like, I feel like that was, like, that start of that, that fight club for me, because even though he did that dishonorable shit, and, you know, he did that fuck shit, I was just, like, I liked that feeling of, shit, we, we just technically threw some hands in a serious term, and wasn't nobody around, and it felt, something about it just felt good, you know, it was, like, a grimy situation, it just felt good, and I'm, like, shit, I want that. And I wanted my, you know, I wanted a rematch, but this time I'm like, hey, bro, we ain't even got to be at school. He can, he ain't want to do it, period. He just didn't want to do it. He seen what I was cracking him with. He seen, what, you know, how a nigga had my stance. And once again, I always could fight. So it was never like I got to a point where I'm, I didn't have a stance. I didn't know how to defend. Like, I literally knew I was doing Muay Thai stance, everything, bro. So, but yeah, long story short, they just didn't want no parts of it. Cause he was old street fighting ass motherfucker Where you know you just throw the same right hand And I was slapping that shit down But Yeah just to move on though uh, Yeah I got into multiple street fights um, Getting on and off the bus And it's just to the point where You know I'm just catching motherfuckers That I ain't liking It's like hey let's get this ones And you know they thought they was hard We'd get the one on one in And that's what it'd be But everything Every time I fought somebody one on one, like I said, I'm not bragging. It's just I ain't never lose. I ain't never come across that dude that just all out dominated me. So if you waiting to hear that, yeah, that ain't never happened. It ain't never happened. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that I can whip everybody, but 
obviously the people that decide to fight me they just came with me i'm just gonna leave it at that they just whatever about them was just weak as fuck and i, I just dominate them easy like super easy especially when i know that we really throwing hands nigga and we not fake you know you ain't fake shadow boxing so but yeah uh so i could go down a list of that but i'm not i'll just say that for another time i'm just catching motherfuckers and fucking them up which wind up leading into constantly getting jumped because motherfucker had to try to come back so yeah um but yeah though so i just got to to, to all that so then we wind up moving once we moved and this is like i'm gonna say once 10th and 11th grade came that was like that transition because now i'm like 15 16 i know what it is i know everything not only that we actually like now we're trying to look for gyms at this age you're trying to look for gyms to get into and we actually going to gyms we actually training we actually putting the time in doing workouts we actually doing fucking real drills like uh, elbows, knees, hands, feet, all that, nigga. Like, we really doing real drills. We actually uh, practicing Muay Thai, clinching on each other. Then, like I said, we're, at that age, we got a little bread up, uh, got actual gloves, actual some, like, 14-ounce uh, gloves. They usually want you to do 16, fit shit like that for sparring, but we went and got some 14-ounce gloves, and we was, like, training like that, bro, like, real deal, you know, punching, boxing, all that kind of shit. And then, you know, every now and then we'd get, like, an extra person that'd be around us, and we'd just, you know, get them into it. And they, heart don't be in it, but they just do it because they go, oh, I'm just here to work out. I'm like, all right, bro, you work out in the backyard with us. And, hey, okay, technically be our human punching bag. <laughs> so that's what it was. And, uh, yeah, though, we learned all that shit. And every time we watched the goddamn replay of Tony Job movie, you know, the protector, Ambach, all that, nigga, we instantly, after the movie done, we down there start working out and just throw the movie on workout. You know, or start a movie on and hit the bag. And we was just doing shit like that. And we constantly was getting this shit to the point. Like, hold on. I think we really, really kicking, like, actually real. We really doing real Muay Thai kicks. We really throwing real Muay Thai elbows. Like, we really doing Muay Thai clinches for real. So, once we got into that, it was just like, like I said, we got into it deep. This shit was like religion. Like, even at that age, we was still literally, nigga, go to sleep, training, wake up, train. We found out about the pull-ups and push-ups. We just started doing all that shit. We was literally on Like, we just own it. I just can't stress that enough. Like, that's all we was doing. Like, any other teenager was out here trying to sniff up every little girl ass or trying to, you know, uh, you know, drug deal a little bit, all that. You know, everybody had their thing they was trying to do. But we was really on this fighting shit. And then we was really on this leg, man. Let's get this. Let's find a gym. No shit. Let's find a gym so we can actually go train in, like, on, on some, like, special type bags and shit. And only that hopefully probably get into like a damn league and then uh like i said i ain't gonna say he was but you know we was talked about underground fight i'm like i'm on i'm really trying to search it out so that's what point is once we move we move to a more i'm gonna guess i'm just gonna say predominantly white town which it was and they was trying to do some some mother this one ufc just was becoming big and they was like on some underground fighting shit like this what it was bro and it, this shit crazy because like almost like we kept asking for it for at least like two years in a row and the shit just wind up landing it would just wind up coming to us and it was just like all right so yeah i'd never forget this is like this was a day we just um after school because i'm in junior high i'm so i'm in 11th grade when this shit like when this shit finally came so 11th grade 11th grade i'm thinking what i'm a, i'm a 17 17 year old red dragon you know after school pop off 
uh, you know, motherfuckers smoking. This is where niggas actually driving and everything now. So, um, you know, we riding buckets. Ain't nothing nice, but, you know, motherfucker, hey, man, come over here, you know, after school, man. This is what we going to be doing. I'm like, oh, y'all fighting this shit? And I swear, man, I kid you not, I put this on everything I love. So, me, it was only me, one other black dude there. Then it was one Hispanic dude there. Everybody else there was white. It was white girls. It was white boys. And um, I don't know, but it probably could have been like a sprinkle of somebody, you know, a different race, but you probably couldn't tell. Definitely wasn't no Asians. But, but uh, yeah, so we all there, and it's literally like, probably like 30 people out behind, like behind this this house this uh, with this long-ass yard that stretched all the way out to like an alley and shit. But long story short with that, like, we all over there, and they got the gloves out. They going around, and uh, I'm standing there, you know, by the black dude, cause me and him we clung, cause like we you know we only two black people and shit like that. So we just sitting there, whatever, you know. We we watching everybody, but you know we knew some of the white dudes too. I ain't getting, don't get it twisted. We knew some of the white boys. Some of the white boys wanted us to come with them. The reason why we was even there in the first place. But uh, see, we out there with a couple of the white boys. We just chilling and shit, and we just watching everybody as they get in these gloves and. You got different people with different physiques, and I seen how they was. Cause see, what I was learning was you shouldn't. When it's two people with two different weights, that's dangerous. You got like somebody that's a heavier weight fighting somebody that's lighter weight. They have a motherfucker that's five five fighting people that was goddamn six three and shit. It's like damn, or motherfuckers that was you know about the same height, but this person weigh at least a goddamn 50 pound difference bro like this shit is really like you way out this person league this motherfucker like 115 and you like every bit of 170 something you know or just about 170 so because you know we high school body so i'm just saying um it was definitely a couple heavyweights out there too i'm just saying though so we just watching everybody and they going around and asking who want to fight and i'm just literally just sitting there just you know taking in everybody swinging and how they punching and you know, and, and for what I seen, nobody was throwing no real punches, like a real punch. And real, what I mean by a real punch is people can throw a good punch, but they don't know how to throw a, a real snap punch. The real power come when you twisting this motherfucker. Like I ain't gonna break down no goddamn. I ain't gonna put no signs down. Like I said, uh, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna try to do a video of some training so y'all can see. Um, I'm really gonna put efforts into that. But yeah, uh, we out there, people doing that. The next thing, the first thing they do, they ask the Mexican dude he is with. Now, the Mexican dude, literally, he was the smallest motherfucker out there. Like, he's the shortest and lightest. That's what I mean. Like, so he's dude, this dude, every bit, probably like four nine, five foot four nine. And this dude, literally, I think this dude probably, I, I don't even feel like this dude was um, 115. I think he was just a little bit lighter than that, but I'll give him 115. I'll give him 115, 120. You know, he was, he was, <laughs> he was real, like, he just, like, you can just, like, clothes swallow him up, and he took his shirt off, you see the bones, and then, you know, it, it was a white boy, his name was Johnny out there, and, uh, now that dude, he knew how to throw a good punch, I won't say real, but he, some he had, like, a little bit more of a boxer style to him than anybody out there, but he was, he popped in the gloves and just started, technically, he started running through everybody that was trying to get in, and, uh, the, the the Mexican dude they put in they like oh yeah come on come on everybody hyping him up and it was always like you could just feel the energy like they know they they about to see him get fucked up but they hyping him up and since he you know he Hispanic he talking about all this Hispanic pride and he like I'm I'm gonna go I, I gotta go and this and this and that and then you got and you got that one goofy dude that you could just tell like 
he really he just talking shit just to hype you up to get your ass beat and he like yeah yeah cause DJ he got go man like he's gonna fuck you up bro you better watch how he gonna fuck you up he, he over exaggerating this shit so that right there put a bad taste in my mouth where I actually started getting mad on on, a, on some serious shit before I was just enjoying the show now I'm like getting mad on some serious shit and you already know what happened so you know uh, the, you know the Hispanic dude get it in the gloves and he literally got his shit whooped and not only got his shit, well, he got technically got embarrassed, bro, because you know it was girls out there, and you know this couple dudes out there with their girlfriends, and he had a girl that he liked out there. Long story short, and they fucked around. I think they knocked this dude too far. It either got loose or it got knocked out. Uh, I really don't remember which one happened. I just knew he had blood coming out of his mouth, and dude didn't want to stop punching on him though, because he ain't stopped punching. So then it took the girls like, oh, come come on, stop being an asshole. It's like a movie, literally. So they jumped in, you know, and he dude told him, oh, okay, I ain't know. He ain't say he wanted to stop. He like, hey, man, bro, you good? Bro, you good? You know, dude like, oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, Mexican, I'm good. I'm looking like, man, hell no. In my head, I'm like, man, no, I fucked that. Because in my head, I'm like, I know you seen this goddamn blood coming out of his mouth, man. I know you seen that shit. Next thing you know, you know, so they go around, they ask a few more white boys to get in the gloves, and slowly but sure, you know, they making their way. They, I feel like they want the axe off rip, but they just wanted to wait to see if motherfuckers going to jump in. I ain't going to lie, I was itching, but I just literally, at this point, I was ahead of my time, so I was like, I just want to see if these niggas going to ask me. They asked the black dude that was next to me. Uh, you know, obviously, he got in the gloves. Now, he... This dude, you know, he like a regular dude. He not even a real fighter. So he just throwing the same fucking right hand. And he throwing it sloppy as fucking. I'm just looking like, bro, I thought you at least would have been able to put on for the black niggas a little better than that. But you out here getting your shit slammed in too. You know, he can catching uppercuts. He up here swinging motherfucking sidestepping him. And he just like flying. Like I said, this shit was like a real fucking movie. He's swinging, missing. And when he missed, he put so much goddamn power in a punch. He flying forward, falling over. Then he ain't even take his goddamn coat off, which I don't know why he had a jacket on. It was like, this shit was like about to be uh, summer break and shit. So, but he used to do, like I said, where we was at, these motherfuckers was weird. <laughs> just long story short. But anyway, it's just like, yeah, he up here swinging. I'm looking like, man, y'all, and, and right there, I feel like that sold him. Because when they looked at me, I had the wax. I had a wave cap on. I just had a regular t-shirt on and I had my sweatpants on. And nine times out of ten, they you know, I feel like motherfuckers feel like just niggas talk all this fighting shit, but they really don't know how to fight for real. You know, so especially with he display, I just knew they just looked over at me as like, oh yeah, man, this he probably fight the same way. And I was literally like like I was saying in my other podcast, man, I was like, I was that crocodile waiting. And I, I was like, I know I'm about to victimize this motherfucker. As soon as they ask me, I know that's what I'm about to do. So, um, yeah, you know, they slumped on him. They ain't split him. They ain't knocking, you know, ain't knocking him or shit like that. He, he got punched up, though. He got a little, you know, bruised up a little bit. But he ain't get, like, no blood or nothing like that. How they did, old boy. And uh, they tried to make him say stop. So he made him say stop. He talking about he cool. They was going to skip me. But the goofy dude pointed me out. Cause they went to the next, you know, the next, actually the next white boys, the other white boy, like, I want to get in, I want to get in. The goofy dude, like, oh no, man, let that, let this guy right here, you know, the dude with the, uh, what you call those things, the do rag, right? I'm like, yeah, I got a do rag. He's like, yeah, let him, yeah, I want to see him get in. You want to get in, bro? I was like, man, I'll get in. So the, the, the Johnny dude, he, he ain't, he, he get out the gloves 
and let the other little white dude get in the gloves with me. I said, oh, I thought I was supposed to be fighting you. You know, he likes him. Oh, I'm just going you know, to take a break. You can get some water. I said, all right. You know, I'll chill. The other white dude was like, no, I'll fight you. I'll fight you, bro. I was like, fuck it. Come on. And I, I looked at, uh, you know, the other black dude. I'm like, hey, man, strap me in, bro. <laughs> strap me in. After he strapped me in, you know, I was punching them together, all that kind of stuff, you know, making the clinch fist. And yeah, long story short, uh, the dude came out and he tried to swing, you know, and I, and once again, I don't, I'm not trying to make myself sound pretty. The only thing I can, I can do for y'all is I guess I can try to, you know, display this shit on, on my, on one of my channels, bro. I'm really going to try to see so y'all just know I'm not on this bitch woofing or capping, but yeah, this motherfucker really swung. I died. I'm like, bro, it just looks so goddamn slow. Cause once again, you got to remember now I've been training since about what 13 14 going into junior high that's how long a nigga really been training with this punching and fighting shit muay thai came in probably like half a year after that so long as short, i've been training then i'm 17 now not saying i'm a goddamn god at it but i was tech for for where we was at and what i was doing i was a fucking god so i'm like man this motherfucker's swinging slow as fuck and then you know i punched him one time he like hold on man you fucking you you fight like a boxer man that's exactly what he said he just called it out just like that he took that one punch, and I, ca I caught him again with another one. He said he was done. But he was on some goofy. He's like, oh, here, here, here. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, man. Everybody laughing shit. I'm taking my gloves off. Old white boy Johnny. He told me, hold on, hold on, man. I, I want to I get you, man. I want to get you. I want to get you. So they hyping him. Johnny, Johnny, let's get Like I said, it was like, man, like a real fucking movie. I'm like, all right. And then when I looked, I said, yeah, now this is where the anger was at. Cause I'm like, bitch, I just seen what you just did to two of the motherfuckers I came here with, bro. And I, and I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was low-key a race thing, low-key. But like, it might not have been. But I'm like, first y'all did the Mexican dude like that. Then y'all did the black dude like that. It was like a, it was like a joke. But they didn't understand. They didn't see what I seen. But maybe I was taking it too serious. They were still acting friendly, laughing about like the Mexican dude and other black dude. They just like laughing right with them. And I just seen that as like, oh, bro, they humiliating y'all, bro. Like they not even laughing with y'all. This was like a ha ha. That's why y'all like just inferior. So I had that fire in my eyes and I wasn't even doing it. As soon as he said he wants, I was like, oh, yeah, OK, restrap my shit. And um, I had my shit strapped to the tightest degree. Cause I want him to feel every goddamn ounce of knuckle that came through these gloves. We square up. He swing. I block with my elbow, like a real Muay Thai nigga real would. And in my head, I'm like, he lucky I ain't. I would be kicking. I would have blasted his fucking leg with a kick. But I'm like, we just boxing. You know, I blocked that and I cracked him. And then I cracked him again. And then once that, once I seen that he tried to, he tried to throw some pretty shit. Like I said, he knew how to throw a punch, but it just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the right type for a motherfucker like me. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to just downplay his whole little cards, but I'm just going to leave it at that. He tried to swing some shit that just wasn't going to fuck with me. And after that, I just got all out aggressive and I just, man, I put everything in this punch and I bust him with a hard jab. When Strep broke his guard straight through, bust him right in the square dead middle center of his face and I broke his nose. Everybody out there witnessed that. Everybody broke his fucking nose, and once his shit was split, he I'm like I like is you done? He like his pride kicked in. I seen it kicked in. He like oh no I'm good. And as soon as he said I'm good, I'm like all right. Now strapped in. I came in with that left. Boom, cracked his goddamn jaw. Boom, cracked his other side of his jaw with the right. Then I went to his rib. Then I hit him with a up. And then I was starting to throw this elbow out. 
because it's so natural but i'm like i can't do that so i wind up stepping back a little bit and at that point motherfuckers i'm like no man it's too much blood man i don't, I don't think that's good and then motherfuckers try to stop it. i'm like no he good he good let's go let's go and the giant he's like no come here like oh yeah good let's go let's go then he tried to swing he tried to swing some you know some extra shit now he did he chipped the shoulder he ain't never touched my face he chipped me in the chest he chipped me in my neck you know all that shit but he ain't never hit the red dragon face and i was just like i was just blasting this dude and after i cracked him that other time he started like once he stumbled I don't know if he was, I ain't gonna say I was knocking him out, but I just said he stumbled real hard, and I seen him knees and legs get weak, and his homeboy, like, you know, with the floppy hat, all of a sudden, the jokey dude wasn't so jokey, he came in, like, oh, no, man, Jamie Burr, is good, man, I just think got too much blood, man, like, he's just gonna stop it, and he's like, yeah, man, we like, what, did you box or something, man, that's what everybody out there was just coming up with, as they taking the gloves off, they like, hey, man, you box or something, bro, like, you ain't even say that, I'm like, no, I said, no, I ain't, I don't box, bro, I street fight, bro. I freestyled, and, and I was being honest, because even though I knew the Muay Thai clinch, even though I knew the elbows, knees, and all that, I still could claim freestyle, because my main thing in my head was like how Bruce Lee said, be formless like water, my friend, like that's what it was, but long story short, I was just like, yeah, the philosophy of like um, freestyling was technically I could mix any fighting style I wanted. But I just wasn't going to tell him it was Muay Thai. But that's how I was holding. I had a Muay Thai stance, though. But I knew if I did, probably if I didn't stop, I probably would have doing. I probably would have started doing stuff I was doing on the bag, like elbowing him. Probably would have need him. I would never clinch because I just knew he was supposed to be throwing hands. But I probably would have fucked around and elbowed or kneed his ass. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, shit. But, yeah, man, that was just one of those things where we got into that and... Um, we even brought it back to the hood once we moved back we was at the hood and we was getting the gloves there and it was just like hey you know i was getting the gloves and you know i was getting the gloves with other niggas i can tell once again i got so many strikers to sell all those but you know long story short it was the same scenarios you know i'm, I'm fighting motherfuckers that's six four taller than me you know fighting people that's shorter than me fighting people that weigh more than me and that's what it was now in real fights i didn't put down big motherfuckers what i mean by big i'm talking about technically they just way more they more on the fatter side you know way more they should they technically i should never win those type of fights that's all i'm trying to say um so when people like oh man maybe you only doing it like nope i was doing this shit to heavy people i did this shit to everybody man and when niggas thought they was jumping me it just wasn't it wasn't going their way at all so um i just hate to say it like that but damn yeah, man, we got we just got all so much shit, and it was just deep into this, to the fighting and everything, and I said, I got more Fight Club stories, and I mean by, like, Fight Club on some, hey, man, let's meet up over here and do this. Wasn't, like, no real Fight Club, like, motherfuckers getting paid or nothing like that. I only meet it in the sense of people that they thought they liked fighting just as much as I, like, we thought we liked the fighting, and, hey, they had the gloves. We'd meet them, and we'd just do that. But, yeah, what I do, I would try to do this, though. So I'm in the uh I'm in the podcast like this. I am trying to get my body back mobile. I already been doing like my my fighting style. I feel like that shit don't never go nowhere. It's like riding a bike. But um I have been working out again, just trying to get back um mobile with my legs. I'm gonna say that you know more mobile. Like I'm talking about like jumps, you know everything like that. Make sure my body move good. And uh, I'm gonna try to really drop a video soon. 
showing my form, showing how strong it is, or if anybody want to say it's weak, showing how weak it is or whatever. I'm really going to show my form on this shit and let y'all know, like, this ain't just for talk, man. This is real. And at the end of the day, that's that's my experience growing up as a goddamn fighter. That's my motivations. And I still got it in me. I still feel like that to the day. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say from what? Technically 17 on 17 all the way up till now. Ain't nothing really pretty much changed when it comes to my philosophies, what I believe in, and what I'm motivated by. I still love the imagery on the screen of one person fucking up with uh, uh, hundreds of people. And I might, I'm, I think I'm gonna fuck around and this made me want to go watch Tony Ja again. I'm about to watch the fucking Protector again. When he was going up that whole staircase and he really laid down like a hundred niggas all up the damn staircase. Then fought Big Boffman, big old cocky motherfucker. Like, yeah, and at the end of the day, because those movies had messages that I feel like I hold, and that's why I like the people like Bruce Lee, Tony Ja, because they were had messages of they love what they love, and they money couldn't buy them. Like Tony Ja, them his main reason why he was fighting because of his love of Muay Thai, but he wasn't trying to, you know, it's just how any martial art movie don't use it just to beat people up, use it to really protect. But um, yeah, it was he, he stopped some poachers from elephant hunting. Long story short, and he went there, and once he seen that damn elephant uh, bones, you know being on display because that's where the you know the big rich poacher wanted to you know it was just that story just deep so just watching that it was just like crazy he going through the whole goddamn mob and he just got angry and the tears came out his face and he was just looking and like all oh, y'all killed the fucking elephant this shit is sacred it's shit like that that's what i fuck with you know i feel like that's what majority if you want to say you a mixed martial artist or what i claim myself just a, i'm a warrior so if you a real deal warrior, then you know shit like that, it make you mad. And that's why I resonate with stories like that, because you got to think, I was like that about animals when I was little. Motherfucker do something to a dog, can I be like, man, you got me fucked up. Just how they had Tony Ja fucked up when they did that shit to that damn elephant. You know, just how they had Bruce Lee fucked up when, in his movies, when he came over here and he had to work. Uh, I forgot what it was. I don't know if it was Enter the Dragon, I think. When he came over here and um, he was working for fucking uh, uh, his family restaurant. The mafia dudes wanted to come exploit him for money. It was just like, see, it was like, all oh, see, all that kind of shit. Those type of storylines helped me inspire me. Like, I don't, you don't got to bully nobody for the smoke. It's going to be somebody that's going to think people was weak and you can fuck them up off that. So, yeah, man, with that being said, that will conclude this podcast. If I ever drop some videos, man, just be on my vlog channel. My vlog channel is Red Dragon Dynasty. Anybody want to, you know, peep that one time. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to drop some like, some real fight videos on there. Or I'm going to say training. If I get in a fight or some shit, hopefully I got a cameraman around. <laughs> or even if I can spar. If I find somebody want to spar, I'll do that too. You know, anybody is, that think I'm just on this bitch talking, I really show what I got to offer. I really show that, hey, I'm, I'm hey, psh. What I say is all facts. We can get the gloves on. We can get in the gym. We can get in the backyard. Anything. And I'll show motherfuckers what it is. Y'all set rules. We can do it. It's Red Dragon Dynasty, man. I'm out this bitch. And don't forget we red eyes. Always stay aware. And y'all have a good day or a good night. And I'm out this bitch, man.